Hello friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. This week, we are going to talk about how do we deal with people that just provoke us. Let's get started. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to this week's After Class. And I have been enjoying this series. We've been looking at Beyond Sunday, taking our faith from Sunday to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and not just the excitement on Sunday, but actually living it out. And I've been enjoying this. And we have been the last two weeks in the Fruit of the Spirit. Last week, we got into three new fruits of the Spirit. We talked about long-suffering, which I'm going to double down on today. We talked about gentleness, one of my favorite fruits of the Spirit. And we talked about goodness. And the opposite of those would be, and the opposite of long-suffering, quick-temperedness. The opposite of gentleness is harsh, being harsh. And the opposite of goodness is being mean or meanness. Today, I don't want to say too much about gentleness and goodness, though, that's um, difficult not to. Two of my favorite. Uh, goodness, just do the right thing. Goodness is in every situation, I want to do the right thing. No matter what's going on, no matter how I feel, I want to do the right thing. And gentleness is just a kindness. It's a kindness that comes from the Holy Spirit. And, and it, I just think it is one of the greatest I shouldn't say that. I get so pumped up about one thing. They're all great fruits of the Spirit. But gentleness, when you have someone that is just kind, kind with their words, kind with their actions, it's not a weak trait. It's not weak at all. It's just, it's part of the last fruit of the Spirit. We're going to get to its temperance. It's able to hold it all together and be kind no matter the circumstance. Be kind with your tongue. Be kind with your actions. Be kind with your time gentleness. And I hope, and I'm not going to spend as much time on those two today because I'm going to get into the first one that we talked about, long-suffering. But I hope that you will study this idea of gentleness. I hope you'll study this idea of goodness, doing the right thing in the right moment. Gentleness comes up everywhere. Boy, I, I could have went today in this after class over to, I think it's First or Second Timothy, when it talks about how we're to use gentleness in ministry and how we handle people, which is opposite of what a lot of leaders think. They think they got to be loud and harsh. And actually, I think gentleness makes a difference. I shared in my lesson on Sunday. If you haven't went back and listened to that, you can go back and listen. But one one of the just interpersonal relationship verses that I just tend to try to live by. I think about it ever since college. Is in Proverbs sixteen when it says, "Sweetness of lips increaseth learning." The best chance I have of convincing you of something is not by being hateful, but it's, I don't like to use the word by being sweet, but it's by using kind, gentle words, in my opinion. I know there's different personalities, and maybe this fits my personality best, but the Bible says, sweetness of lips increases learning, not the harshness of lips. But today, I want to talk about this first one, long-suffering. I've spent a little bit more time this week after that study, just kind of looking at it again. And it's it's a it's a fruit that has been a help to me. I'll be honest. Years ago, I'd be like long suffering. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, the opposite of long suffering is having a quick temper, and I don't have a quick temper by nature. And so I think I just always shied away from this one because I thought, well, I don't, I don't really have a quick temper. So long suffering, sure. But long suffering, 
has the idea of, as I said in in our lesson, it's the combination of two words, patience and forbearance. I will come back to that word forbearance. But but it's it's got the idea of a steadfast endurance while being wronged without getting angry. Jerry Bridges, I've been referencing him in our after classes, and he 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 defined it as this to suffer a long time under the mistreatment of others without growing resentful or bitter. I thought it was a very similar definition. I talked about courageous endurance without quitting, slowness to seek revenge. And the opposite, I've already said, is losing your temper, trying to get even. It's the opposite. But there are different occasions for needing long-suffering, and they start from something that may seem minor to major situations. It can be uh, as innocent as a practical joke against you, but it could go it could go to ridicule, it could go to scorn, it could go to insults, it could go to undeserved rebukes, then it could get all the way to outright persecution. It could be a Christian who is the victim of office politics or organizational power. But it could also be a husband and a wife who feels rejected. Feels mistreated. Maybe you're dealing with an unbelieving spouse and you need this kind of long suffering or patience. The Apostle Paul actually, when I got back into studying this some more after class, boy, he he's talked a lot about long suffering. He mentioned it in this first letter to the Corinthians, and I mentioned that in our study when he says love. He's defining what love is, and he says, Love suffereth long, same Greek word. If you're going to love, truly love your kids, love your spouse, you're going to need long-suffering. There's going to be times when you're rubbed wrong. There's going to be times when you're said something is said to you and it upsets you. You need long-suffering. But then he mentioned it, in, of course, in Galatians with the fruit of the Spirit, but he mentioned it in Ephesians chapter 4. I, I'm turned there, trying not to get too far away from the microphone, but in Ephesians chapter 4, he's talking about the church, and he says, in verse 2, he says, with all lowliness, he's describing how we are to keep unity among ourselves and in the and, and in the church. And it makes sense with that context because you can't be quick temper and have unity in a church. It's just impossible. But he says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. But he mentions we need long suffering. If you were to flip over to Colossians, In Colossians, when he tells us what to put on, on this new man and what to put on, he tells us in verse 13, let's go back to verse 12, he says, put on, therefore, there's the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy and kindness, there's your word gentleness, humbleness of mind, meekness, we'll get there next week, but then long-suffering, and then in verse 13, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. So he mentioned in 1 Corinthians, he's mentioned in Galatians, he's mentioned in Ephesians, he mentions it in the, the uh, to the church of Thessalonica and the Thessalonians. I mean, he's mentioning in it everywhere. He's saying we need to practice long-suffering in our lives, but we can't do it in and of ourselves. We need to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. We've got to walk in the Spirit. But how do I practice this? A couple thoughts here today for our after class. Number one, we have to understand the justice of God. We have to understand the justice of God and believe in the justice of God because this is where we fail so often. 
we fail in this because we fear that those that are offending us are not going to get their justice. And if we stay there, now you may be a small joke, a kid said, and you got a little bit of offended. Well, we do have to develop some thick skin and learn to walk in the spirit and not be so easily offended. But there are some bigger things that happen. And one of the illustrations I want to give you today and read to you, I thought I found some just some really good verses, was in First Peter, Peter is writing to slaves. People that were being treated, mistreated, and, and, uh, and facing some difficult times. And he's writing to them, and he's encouraging them to be long-suffering. And one of the things that he does is he reminds them about Jesus' suffering. And he, and, he, and he says in verse, let me just start in verse 21. He says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us. So he's talking to people that are suffering in their slavery and persecution. He says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving an example that we should follow in his steps, who did no sin. So even though he was wronged, he did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. He didn't react with his harsh words back when he was being mistreated. It says, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges, judgeth righteously. So he didn't try to get back, even though he's God, he could, but he didn't. He committed himself to God, understanding that God judges righteously, that God is going to handle this situation. And he tells us in that early verse, Jesus set an example for us. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're riding your bike, you're you're driving in the car, the weather's getting cold, so maybe, maybe you're not out running. Maybe you are. Some of you are cold runners. And you're like, yeah, right now though, I mean, everything's going pretty good. No one's really provoking me. No one's really getting on me. It's going to happen at some point. And when it happens, you're going to get offended, mad, and want to get back at them. You got to give it to God. You got to commit it to God. He is the righteous judge. Our motives can get impure. Our feelings can get hurt. God is the righteous judge. You say, well, I just uh, I just don't know. Let me give you another verse. Same book, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. I love this verse. Listen to this. He says this, Wherefore, let him that suffer according to the will of God Commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing. To who? To God. So if you're suffering in the will of God, I'm going to finish this verse in a second if you're not looking at a Bible. But if you are suffering in the will of God, you're not, as far as you know, you're not, you're not out of the will of God. You're just suffering in the will of God. And that is a big point. I've got to stop for a second. If you're suffering and you're out of the will of God, it's called discipline. Don't, don't say you're suffering for Jesus Christ when you're really just living the consequences of your sins. Boy, that happens a lot. Just watch Facebook. A lot, a lot of people, oh, I'm just suffering. No, you're not suffering. You're, you're suffering consequences of your sin and your choices. But if you're in the will of God and you're facing some suffering, he says, commit to keeping your souls to him, to God, in well-doing. Don't quit doing the right thing. As unto a faithful creator. I love that word faithful creator. He's saying you've got to commit your souls 
to God. Don't stop doing right. Don't stop being faithful to the Lord because he is faithful. He's just and he's faithful. We look at those two words when we come to 1 John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. We love that. But this verse is telling me he's faithful and he's just to deal with my provokers. To deal with my how I've been mistreated. And so we've got to be long-suffering. Long-suffering also has the idea, as I said, it has the idea of forbearance as well. The word forbearance means to put up with. And there's times when we need to put up with the faults of others. Your spouse isn't perfect. They're, they're, they're not going to, to always be there when you need them. They're not always going to say the right words. They're not always going to pay attention to your outfit. They're not always going to... You've, you understand that there's forbearance in a relationship. There's understanding that there's some faults with the other person and there's some faults with me. But we forbear those. We give grace. We understand not that, oh, God's going to strike you down because you didn't pay attention to... The, no, no, no. There's forbearance and understanding that God is also working in your heart like he's working in mine. And there needs to be some area, some 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 patience to grow. So there's got to be some forbearance. Understanding the faults of others. But long-suffering is a practical fruit that I think that we could use in our workplace, we can use in relationships. We need it in our everyday life. So let me ask you, this week, whenever you're listening to this, how are you doing with the fruits of the Spirit, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness? And if we wanted to back up to last week, how are you doing with love, joy, and peace? I hope and I pray that you as well as me, I'll tell you, my goal in this study is to help us in this, but one of the goals is that you're just sensitive to it, that you're just, you're now you're thinking about it. I made, I made this comment in one of my lessons a couple of weeks ago that I don't think I ever noticed a Volkswagen car outside of maybe a bug. I think the, I don't know my cars, but those little bugs, because I used to hit people. I hit my brother every time when we we're going to church as a kid, if we pass one of those beetles or bugs or whatever they are. But I don't, I never noticed a Volkswagen car at all until my wife bought one. And I see them like every day on the road now. Why? I'm just more I'm more sensitive to it. There's actually a scientific word. I can't think of it right now on the spot. But I'm more aware of it because I, we have one. And all I'm trying to do in this series is make us more aware of the fruit of the Spirit. And more aware of situations in which we need to apply these truths. And on the uglier note, I want us to be more aware of our sinful flesh. I want when we start to get quick tempered to be like, oh, whoa, I'm in the flesh. I want when we get selfish to think, oh, I'm not being loving. When we start to worry, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't the fruit of the Spirit. When we're frustrated, oh, I'm in the flesh. I want us to, to see that. So that we can then not sit there and say, oh no, what do I do? Not panic. Not like a deer in the headlights. But in that moment, we say, God, I need you. Because if I were to remind you of this whole principle, is that we are walking in the Spirit. We are walking by faith. 
You can't live out the fruit of the Spirit in your own strength. Just like you cannot save yourself from hell. You, by faith, cried out to Jesus and he saved you. And I tell you what, when you're provoked, cry out to Jesus and he'll give you the strength of the Spirit to be long-suffering, to show love, joy, peace, gentleness, and goodness. Hey, thanks for listening this week. I hope you'll examine your heart. Spend some time in prayer, maybe right now, just asking God to, to, to develop these fruit in your lives. And then next week, we're going to have the final three fruits of the Spirit. And I think we have one more lesson after that, then a couple weeks off, and then we're going to get into a brand new study. So thank you for being a part of the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe if this lesson's been a help to you. And I look forward to seeing you back on Sunday. Hey, thanks for sticking around for the ramblings. As I said at the end there, if you would, wherever you are, just make sure you hit the subscribe button. That just automatically makes sure you get every new episode. They all are going to go to your inbox. I want to make sure you get those. And if you would, leave a review. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. I think you can even do it now on Spotify. It's really simple. All you got to do is hit a button. That's it. Scroll down to the bottom and hit a button. And it makes a world of difference. I am telling you, it helps get the message out. And do we not want to get the message of the gospel out, the fruit of the spirit out? And so if you would do that, that would be help. Many of you already have, and I appreciate that. But if you haven't yet, just go hit one of the stars on there. Preferably not the one star, but if you need to hit the one star, I understand. But I hope that, uh, that you would go do that. Hope you're having a great week. Um, I got to practice one of these fruits of the spirit this week. I'm on a committee, and there's a guy that's just dead opposite of me. Boy, he is dead opposite of me in personality and politics and the way he thinks. He's wearing an N95 mask when I'm not. I mean, he's just he's the dead opposite of me there. And um, and for some reason that just kind of agitated me a little bit. I sensed that I was getting in the flesh, but he made a decision, uh, and it was a good decision. And I needed to tell him that was a good decision. In our meeting, I was I was the, kind of the leader of that meeting, and I had to say, "Hey, that was a that was a good decision." I had to say something kind and good to him, even though in my flesh, I didn't want to, and I had to do it. I'm telling you, this stuff is practical. It is everyday practical, and I hope that you're taking some time to meditate and think about what we've been discussing. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you guys, since you stuck around to the end, we are looking forward to a new study here coming up in about four weeks or so, considering uh, what we're going to be studying in our classes. Ooh, I don't know if I should tell you, but I think I can. I think we're going to be studying some parables for about eight weeks. It will take us all the way to Christmas, believe it or not, all the way to Christmas. And I think we're going to study some selected parables. I need to work on that today to get it ready for all the different classes, but and I'm looking forward to that study together. So have a great one. I put a poll out there on on the Facebook group. I I was getting ready to just take the Facebook group down. I don't use it much. People aren't responding. I was like, I'm going to take that down. I went to go take it down, and then somebody responded. I was like, all right, I'll leave it up. But if you want to go to our private Facebook group and respond to that poll, it's going to help in some projects that I'm considering doing in the future. So, hey, that's it. Got to go. I rambled for a while. Have a great week. <laughs>